Good morning. Good evening. I don't know when you're going to be listening to this, but this is 9.30 in the East Coast. And I woke up at 6 a.m. today and I decided to do a podcast. So welcome to the first episode of Advice from a 20-something. Wow, I'm so original. How fun, cool I am. Um, you don't know me. I don't know you. I don't even know if someone is ever going to be listening to this, but I feel like this is going to make me feel better in my head. So, what is this podcast going to be about? Let's talk about that, shall we? So, um, I'm a 20-something-year-old, and I'm going through life as a 20-something-year-old, and I've decided that we've been scammed. (laughs) We have been absolutely lied to about anything and everything, Um, whether it's basic life events like just even getting a job or it is about finding happiness and what happiness even is, Um, how do you make yourself feel happy, all that fun stuff. Um, And I think with my infinite wisdom that I've acquired in 20-something years, I am qualified to share my experiences and also kind of the findings that I've had in my mind to put them out in the world for another 20-something out in the world doing his or her thing, you know, just going through life. Um, And I hope that it could be helpful to even one person because I feel like, you know, you help help a sister out, you help a brother out. I don't know, that was gross. Okay, so I want to talk about in this first episode about mental health in general. Um, why, <laughs> you may ask, is because I'm really struggling with it, especially at the moment um, with the situation that I'm in. I'm, I'm in a situation where I've changed location, I've changed um, what I've been doing for the past three years, so it is... It is a big step, and I know it's for the, you know, for the good part. I know it's nothing bad, but it is still a big change, and it is definitely something that I'm going through, and it is difficult, as, you know, changes are most of the time, you know? Um, So I kind of want to talk about mental health and the aspect of how do we actually deal with it, how how I deal with it um, also. Again, maybe someone will use this. Um, But I also want to talk about how mental health is portrayed to us or like how we've been fed what mental health really is. Because I believe that we've been absolutely fed bullshit. So actually, let's start with that. Um, When you think about mental health, I don't know about you, but I, I think about this scene where a young teenage girl she is she's just she's so sad and she's crying she's sobbing in fact as she's like sliding down a door because she's just so upset on the phone or it's like Blair Waldorf after she cries she just puts on makeup and like she's okay now like she's oh she's so strong and we're so strong or 
after that, you know, weak stuff. It's just shown in the absolute worst way with, you know, suicide and overdosing and all of that. And I'm not saying that they don't happen. They obviously do. But it's just so weird that those are the only two representations that we see. So when I first started experiencing anxiety, I was in high school and I was, I think I was 14 or 15. So I don't know if that's fairly young, but it felt young to me. It just felt like, wow, I really shouldn't be going through with this because I'm not even, um, I'm not even that old to have an experience, you know that stuff but I have been you know life gets to you um and I remember when and how it happened and now when I look at it it just feels like a scene from a movie almost it just doesn't really feel real because it feels like that's a that's a new beginning to an completely completely different life that I'm leading right now um, so that was when I was 15, and when I got diagnosed <laughs> was last year. So it definitely did take me <laughs> longer than the average person possibly to actually go to a doctor and say, I don't think what I'm feeling is normal. Can you please fix me? Thank you. Uh, and then him saying, honey, that doesn't hope happen overnight because, you know, it's it's a journey. And it is a journey, 100%, but I'm just kind of really sick and tired of being a part of that journey. I'm just so sick and tired of, you know, doing something for the longest time ever, just, you know, fighting it every single day. And then it not getting better for the longest time ever. As long as I can remember at this point. So, yeah, that's kind of my journey. My journey isn't, it's obviously not that straightforward. There's always like ups and downs. There's there's a portion of me that did get better for, for a while. But there's also a portion of me where I still don't want to get out of bed sometimes. And that's called depression. And we didn't know that until we genuinely got diagnosed. There's always that denial part of me too. I don't know if, again, like people experience this. But when I did get diagnosed for both anxiety and depression, it was kind of like, it was one of the difficult steps that I needed to take. But the actual acceptance of that diagnosis that was that was kind of brutal, both for my mental health, but also I just I just felt this label that was attached to me as, you know, oh you're the depressed person now. You're the anxious person now. There is there's no other um aspect of of your being almost. That like that's that's just that's the only thing that you are now. You're not the student, you're not the friend, you're not the daughter. You are just depressed and you have anxiety, which wasn't fun. So I kind of want to 
yeah. I want to talk about why. Why we take it so hard when we do get diagnosed. Again, I don't really know if this is true for a lot of people, but I, I really took it hard. I don't know if this is the Gen Z or millennial mindset that we have. That we don't like labels, ew. But I think I just got really, really scared that I wasn't going to be known for anything else apart from those two terms. Even though I was really trying my best to, you know, look the best, um, just feel the best that I could. And at times, it was also just kind of lying to my friends and lying to my family and lying to my boyfriend but I was making sure that those you know pretending moments were becoming a part of me almost so that I could actually get better than what I was at the time. I then got prescribed for anti-anxiety medicines. I, I'm still not on antidepressants. <laughs> Take that depression. I'm so much better than you. But um, even with that medication, again, there was just this, this barrier between me and the medication that I didn't want to face. I, I kind of felt like I failed myself and I failed my mental health and I failed my family and my friends anyone that I knew really that cared about me because am I really this person that went down this hole that is that 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 I have to use a little pill to make my heart racing go away can you see like my my strain of thoughts I don't I really don't know um but that was that was genuinely what I was thinking I was thinking how could I do this to myself? But how can I also do this to my to the ones that I loved? Like they were expecting so much more of me. And it's so it's just so fucked up when you think about it. Because you're the only person that has you and you can only take care of it, not someone else. But I think learning that really takes a really, 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 really long time. It's not something that you can learn overnight, like my doctor said, but it's something that can easily slip in your mind because you are so surrounded by people. You're so surrounded by, you know, even if you don't really see these people nowadays, especially in quarantine or isolation, you still see the people outside and you see them going on with their lives and you kind of just kind of just want to be one of them almost I hope this is making sense to anyone else but me but yeah the 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 actual prescription of the drug the actual prescription of my disease almost it was really brutal to take it was really something that I didn't really know what I was gonna do like what what is my next step because I've been trying I should probably talk about what I've been what I've been doing so um my go-to anxiety tips (laughs) 
for the average 20-something-old is that is very personal. Whatever works for someone, whatever works for me may not work for you, but you should always try new things. So one of the things that I actually am trying, and I, I tried because of someone else suggesting it, was meditation. And I know I'm going to sound like an influencer, and I absolutely freaking hate the even word influencer but it is just so powerful to not think about anything when your whole day even when you're sleeping you can be dreaming you can be having a nightmare your brain just it just does not stop there's never a completely off button to your brain so even if you give yourself that five minute break you're you're just gonna feel a bit more grounded almost I am trying to meditate more often as I think everyone is at this point um at least anyone that's been on the meditation train um yesterday something weird happened with meditation and it was it was a guided meditation on self-love and acceptance and um you know just accepting whatever you've lived in the past kind of forgiving yourself almost and i cried during it this has never happened to me in my entire life and i know i sound so weak right now the girl <laughs> that cried during her meditation when she was accepting self-love but i genuinely cried and did i feel like kate hudson in the moment yes i did yes i did you bet yourself a million dollars i did i kind of felt like oh my god this is what like healthy people go through when they are exper experiencing bad things and they need to get it out of their system they just need to go through this self-acceptance phase as well because no one is born perfect no no one is perfect and i have to tell this to myself no one is and no one will be ever 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 in a bajillion and zillion years is perfect and will never be perfect but we are so we're so twisted in this fake reality that we are going through everyone is going through this it's not just you know 20 year olds it's our parents too it's 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 maybe our grandparents i'm not sure about them actually but it's just we're so wrapped up in it that we don't even know what is actually real now when i look at a photo i almost want some you know notification or some you know mark on the photo itself to say that that's not real it's just not real because who posts a photo of themselves crying who does that no one and there's a reason why there's a reason why no one is posting those photos because it's not a part of our fake reality the more you think about it, the like the more you try to comprehend how fucked up that is, the more you are just oh god, like 
I can't believe we are a part of it and I am actively a part of it. I have never ever ever edited any of my photos and I didn't even know that you know Facetune and all of these things ex existed for a real long time. Um, but I remember in high school when we would just zoom into these pictures and see the background twisted because someone was trying to make their arm look smaller. Their arm, not their stomach or their, you know, or their actual body shape. Their arm, a singular arm. That is fucked up. I'm so sorry, but whatever we're living through, I hope to God that it doesn't last for a long time <laughs> because boy oh boy are we in it for for a ride I don't even know what I was talking about um yeah I still don't know anyways let's go with social media I guess let's talk about let's talk about the social media aspect of mental health um I've quit Instagram oh I did remember what I was talking about it was meditation there we go um, yes, I did cry during a meditation. And the only thing that I'm gonna I'm gonna say on, on that topic is actually this. When I was doing the meditation and it, and it was a guided one, so someone is like telling you stuff to get you focused on whatever you want to focus on. And that person said something that I never even thought about before. Like it was that deep into my soul that I didn't even think about it. It was, if you keep a part of your body separate from the rest of your body, you're never going to feel whole and you're never going to heal as a whole person. When I heard that, tears started to build up, okay? That was my Kate Hudson moment. I cannot believe how, for how long I was doing that to myself. Whenever I think about it, my mind and also my heart, because that's like the portion that experiences more of the symptoms, I keep them separate and I keep them almost in a way that I I keep them as a not like as as if they're not a part of my body but they're different entities. And I couldn't believe how I was almost treating it like those are the diseases and they're not a part of me. They're just flawed pieces of meat that happen to be working in my body, but they're not a part of me because they're lying to me. But what what's the difference between that and the actual truth is my thoughts are lying to me and my thoughts are the things that are, you know, setting up all of these things that are setting off the alarm that I have a panic attack that set off the alarm of, you know, my heart racing, I have a nightmare, um, I get sleepless, or I sleep too much. All of these things are just symptoms. They're not 
they're not separate entities that I'm I'm going through. It was kind of like a, an awakening moment where I knew that whatever I was going through, I have to accept it and I have to say, whoa, by the way, um, you're still a part of me and I accept you and I'm still gonna try to make you better because you know this version is just not working for us but you're still a part of me you're still you're still in a sense you know even if it's mind not as an organ you're still a part of my soul ew I sound so white <laughs> I mean I am white so but ugh yeah, it's just, it's really difficult to understand all of this, especially in quarantine, especially when you're alone, when you're going through this journey, when you are, you know, kind of isolated in your, in your own room or in your own, in your own house. Um, yeah, I just wish someone, I really wish someone told me this. I really wish that someone taught us some sort of self-love and I really wish that there was someone to come and shake us be like please get out of autopilot and don't look at you know social media don't look at Instagram don't look at those perfect bodies that you see on YouTube too to make yourself feel worse because that's just not good for your mental health and it isn't it's just not it's not good for me it's not good for you and I bet you a million dollars that you're going to feel much better if you are not on it. I have been off Instagram for only like three days. Yeah, I'm such a champion. But um, I opened it up today because I've heard that someone that I knew died. And, you know, he wasn't he was an elderly person, so it was kind of expected. But it still is. It's still sad to go through um, almost like their memory. And I wanted to see if his daughters were going to be posting it on social media. And I just got curious. I was just so curious if that was going to be the case. And I was right. And it sucks that I was right. Because instead of grieving, instead of genuinely soaking this up, they have a post saying that their dad has passed away and they're kind of looking for sympathy. And they think that this is honoring someone. Well, the layers in that fucking post has absolutely shattered my heart. <laughs> fun. Not fun. Not fun at all, actually. <laughs> but yeah, I still have a lot to say about, you know, mental health and going through about your life and living your life the way you live your life and all of that. And I feel like talking about these things out loud is kind of like writing, but it's it's way faster <laughs> and it's way easier for me to do. So I think I'll try to keep this 
going for a while. I know I'm not going to be posting <laughs> for a while because I'm going to Boston. <laughs> um, I'm super rich. No, I'm not. I really am not. I really, really am not. Can I, can I get that on record? But yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about talk more about life as we're all navigating through this freaking journey as clueless as <laughs> a blind dog <laughs> so um yeah i'll i'll be on here again sometime someday in my life a portion a period of my life but yeah let's let's keep this going and i guess thank you for listening i don't i don't know if if you are listening again this is just me being an absolute maniac and talking to voice memos on my computer fun and healthy may i say um and yeah, I'll, I'll see you sometime soon and we'll talk more about other aspects of life. And my advice to you is to don't, just don't trust social media. And every single thing that you see online is not real. Don't let it get to your mental health you are the most important thing in the entire universe. Yes, more important than, I don't know, Tom Brady for guys. I'm so sorry. I, sh- I really shouldn't say that. Um, let's say you're more important than Oprah for all of us, okay? Um, you're, you're more important than Oprah because you are your entire universe. Period. <laughs> um, I hope it made sense in some way and I hope that this kind of brings clarity to you somehow and just just keep swimming my dude and I'll see you on the next one bye